That would have been great in 8 if Han had been back in. And he's like, no, no, I'm Han's twin brother. San. I'm going to sneak in another review because I'm a sneaky bastard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure no shirt, no shoes, no service, sir. <laughs> I would be in like whitey tighties and then aviators and, and that's it, I guess. The dogs have declared war on that carpet. She doesn't need to be a part of the family. My kids are going to have to be a little older and they're going to have to mow a hell of a lot of lawns. I can just tell. It starts getting real slow, and then I'm like, you're, you're doing updates, aren't you? And I go, look, downloading updates. Yep. Sweet. So is it still where supposedly you're the one that has to allow the updates, but it still does it automatically? I know why it's running slow, because I turn. I was, what was I doing? Because I turned off the thing where it, um, the computer turns off if it sits idle for a while. I killed that so it doesn't turn off at all. Okay. And the reason I did that was because I was uploading, <clears throat> I was uploading a bunch of videos. And I didn't, and, and if, you know, you have that on, then it stops and pauses and then, oh, you got to restart, you know, uploading videos. And it's like, I don't know which ones I uploaded, which ones went, which ones didn't. You know, then you got a bunch of duplicates and <sighs> so I just, I was cleaning my phone off of all that crap. So I'll have to go and turn that back on. So it's been sitting just awake all night long. And just, yeah, and it, it's tired. Yes. Oh, just popped up. Missed call, Eugene, Skype. Great. Good. It's right on top of things. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was, that was only two minutes ago. <laughs> I guess we should let the listeners know we, uh, we, we Skyped each other at the exact same time because that's how we, that's how we roll here. Yeah, yeah. Well, how many times back in the day when we just talked on the phone, because, you know, that's how we used to do. Yep. Um, how many times, I can't even count, I would go over to my landline and pick up the phone to call you, and there'd be no dial tone. And I'd be like, um, <laughs> hello? And you'd be like, hello? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or I go to call you, and or I call you, and you just pick up. It doesn't even ring. You're just... And you're like, oh, huh? What? It's like, we go to call each other before you know, oh, the ring actually comes. Oh, it very was just much so awkward. You've lost that love and feeling. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember those frolicking in the, yeah, frolicking in the fields days <laughs> back in HC. Yeah, when you said when you said uh, yeah, there was there obviously miscommunication or something when we were gonna do our start time because I was just like okay, I'm ready, I'm waiting on you, and then you're oh well, I mean I said I'll be ready at this time, and you said oh it'll probably be after that. I was like well that's fine as long as we're done by this time, just you know. Yeah. And then we're just sitting around waiting. And why why are you waiting on me to text you? I told you I'd be ready at that time. Yeah, I was just kind of talking with my wife about school supplies and stuff. I'm like, why is he not? Let's go. Let's get the show on the road. <laughs> oh, and I'm sitting in my office for that whole time just going, oh, wrap it up, dude, whatever you're doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the kids are out there listening to kids bop. And I'm like, I don't, oh, not, not at eight. No, please, not at eight o'clock. But there, I'm waiting on you. So <laughs> why? just endure it. 
That's I don't how feel we bad roll. about it at all. That was that was all you. Okay. Uh, um, uh, oh, 50 No, no, that was one hundred percent. The ball was in your side of the court. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to say about last episode. I would like to point out to the audience. I don't swear at my children. Just so you know, when I'm in here <laughs> cussing at them, they can't hear me, and I don't actually swear at them. <laughs> I did preemptively send them upstairs today, though. How long do you think that's going to last? Uh, they've been playing up there a lot this week. They kind of are digging it. So okay. I think we'll be okay. They already had their breakfast and they're up there. It should, we should be okay. We might have some doggo interruptions. Okay, but uh, we're, we're not going to have those. My mom's going to come pick them up at a certain point. I don't know what time. Okay. Uh, so we might have that interruption. That'll only take a minute or two. Well, what about the, uh, is there going to be another bagel situation or is, or is that taken care of? No, I, I, I got them breakfast and I said, eat your breakfast and go play upstairs. <laughs> So they got their bowls of cereal, and it, I found, like, two or three of them in the trash then after the show. Oh, Be- no. <laughs> because here's what happened. When I was tearing the bagel apart, like, it, the, the, like the top half split into two pieces, I put it in the toaster, so when he pulled it out, he goes, well, my bagel's broken, and threw it away. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you can't, you can't eat a bagel that That's... is in three pieces. <laughs> oh, don't you love those wastes of food? Yep. Yeah. I love working for practice. Yep, yep. Oh, there, n- numerous times where I, like there'll be like one bite of a banana, and it's like I didn't want that. I'm like, oh great, so now I'm the human garbage disposal. Like, okay, I guess it's me. <laughs> yep. Oh yes. Oh, otherwise, how are you? Uh not bad. My week's all thrown off because I had a different uh, home day, as it were, for work, which is today. So my whole week's gonna be weird, but. Eh, I'm going to be busy the rest of the week at work, so that's actually a good thing, because I, I don't like to be slow. I like to get moving, get, yeah. get shit done. Uh, so the rest of my week should be pretty fast. And then I'm golfing this weekend at a company golf thing, which is why I can't join you and Steven at the theater. Okay. Of, of course. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got our Tarantino tickets. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to get up stupid early for that, though. It's like way up north of Akron. Mm. Uh, but that should be a, that should be fun. Oh, full golf, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and like four drink tickets per person. No kidding. Oh yeah. So this is an all day golfing event. Yep. Yep. It'll be so, fun. So like you, like you're going to go up there, eat breakfast, play golf, eat lunch, play golf, eat dinner. Yeah. It's, it's not like full breakfast, I mean, it's like a continental breakfast, you get a hot dog and chips and a drink at the turn, and then, oh, okay. uh, yeah, steak dinner at the end. But, you know, we're, our steak dinner will probably start at, like, 3 o'clock or something. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That's cool, though. I mean, it, so anybody, it's just your work, your co-workers? It's not just them. It, it's somebody, a bigger company that we contract for, and, but my company has, like, three teams for Scramble. Um, so, it'll be fun. I love scrambles. I'm best at golf in a scramble. <laughs> cool. So that's that's Saturday. Yep. I gotta be. I gotta be there at seven thirty. So I'll Oof. have to leave here. Not that's... one minute past six. Oh man! And that means that Sunday you're probably gonna be painting and sweeping nope. and mowing. Nope. And... No, no, nope. I I mowed earlier this week, so we should be good through the weekend for the oh, most okay. part. I ain't doing jack on Sunday. I say that now, and my wife is <laughs> probably laughing somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And so for us on Friday, we've got um, oh, we've got to drive 
45 minutes to meet family for a meal. I, I mean, you just did this two weekends in a row. Yeah, we're you know, let's make that three. No. <laughs> which, which, which side at this time? No, Weaver side. Oh, so you're just sandwiching them back and oh, forth. Oh, yeah, well, it's it's a sandwich. I'm the I'm the Eckridge bologna in the middle that's been <laughs> cooking outside in the sun for two weeks. <laughs> Soon to be three. Gotta go visit yep. that white wonder bread. Yep. <laughs> that's what it is. But yeah, we're heading to Worcester to eat at, I think, TJ's. Is that what it's called? Downtown? Ugh. So I... I, okay. Good luck. Good luck with that. And then um, Saturday is Tarantino with Steve and his brother. And then uh, Sunday, I, Sundays are the worst, by far the worst day of the week. So I, who knows what, I, I don't know what to expect. But whatever <laughs> it is, it's going to suck. <laughs> I like my Sundays. Oh, I try I, to do as little as possible. And that's never the case for me. Although, now I guess because Friday is going to be the family whatever sandwich thing um, that maybe, maybe our Sunday is going to be freed up. Maybe. So, or maybe you just head back down, do it twice in a weekend. Oh, I'm, I'm expecting one of Joni's family to invite her down for something or other. And maybe she is she'll, any, anytime she's invited, she'll go down. Mm. And there's my bitch sesh. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I'm pretty Good, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, how was your the kid birthday party? Uh, I was fine. It was. It, uh, we would have stayed longer, but my mom asked if she could have the kids overnight, which was fine. Uh, and it was just, just hot as balls when we yep. were there. So we got there. We had some food. We had cake and gifts, and we were like, "See ya." We're, we're I'm like, I got, I, I got to get out of here. I like, I got to get to some air conditioning because it is just too damn hot. We're standing outside and people are going and sitting on wood piles by the shed to try and find some shade. And that Ugh. was in, in the evening. It was just so fucking hot. I couldn't all the way home. I don't think I cooled my body cooled off until like midnight, but all the way home, uh, I, I, the sun was on me. And even though the air conditioning was blowing in the car, I'm still just like, Ugh. yeah, Ugh. I, I, uh, now, now, is this, it, when you leave, like, a little bit early from family get-togethers, do you get the whole kind of sort of passive-aggressive guilt-trippy type comments, like, or even the, oh, do you really have to go? Yes, I do, we have. I do, I do get that, but um, mom was an hour late, because oh, okay. uh, she was working, and I I just don't care, dude. It's, I'm sorry, I don't, I, I, I we come and did our, we came and did our bit. We, we were here through the cake and the ice cream and the happy birthday and the meal and, yep. you know, sat and chit-chatted a while and everything. And it, I'm sure we're the first ones to leave, but he had a fire going, too. And so the fire oh, is blowing man. heat, the heat towards people. And it was just, come on. Like, I, I just, it was too hot for me. Yeah. Uh, so it's either that or go be the two weird people sitting in the house. I, I couldn't, I was like, I got to go. Yeah. And besides, my, my mom's taking the kids, so that's kind of, hey, now me and the wife time. And yeah, you got an excuse to, yeah. That that was kind of our excuse. Yeah. Um, but I, I flat out told them, like, why did you build a fire? Is my brother-in-law. Because, and he's, he's cool, but, oh, it's community, and, you know, you do this, it's, it's campfire. And I'm like, yeah, but it's hot as, it's, hey, I'm having a birthday party on the surface of the sun. Come join yeah. around the campfire. Like, what? No, you don't, don't have to. And, He's like, oh, it's not that bad. And I was just like, 
people are fleeing your campfire. Like <laughs> some people are saying, get some water and put it out because uh, it, just the way the breeze was blowing, it just blows out toward the crowd. Now, Too hot. was there any uh, any politics discussed, or is it no, 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 no? no. So you're much like my family. I mean, maybe there might be some little digs, but for the most part, they know it's their. No, and I talked to my dad. I had some politics conversations with my dad the last week or two because I've been working with him, but there's never any names talked about. It's just, this is what the government should be like. And we, here's the thing, we agree on all those things. It should be this, and it should be that, and there should be term limits, and people, the you know, president shouldn't be able to do the A, B, and C. It's just at the very end of it, I'm like, and that's why Trump is the worst ever. And at the yeah. end of it, he's like, and this is why we need Trump. And I'm like, are you out of your damn mind? Like, that's why I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we just, we just never get to that last part, even yeah. though we, we're both thinking it, we both know it. Um, it, it, it boggles my mind because I, and I'm telling you the things that we were talking about, you would agree with me as well. You, you'd you agree probably. on all the, it's yeah. just at the very end. On the very end, we veer in very different directions. I'm like, here's a cliff. Let's not go off it. And they're like, let's steer into it. Yeah. Uh, that'll be fine. <laughs> I will never understand the logic of a, of a Trump supporter, but that's, you know, I guess the world is full of different people than me, and which is good. I understand the mind of racist, misogynistic, crazy yeah. lunatics. I just don't understand it when it comes from Christian people. That's, yeah, that's amen. Yes. So. Amen. Okay. Enough of that shit. Let's talk yep. about movies. Okay. Uh, I'm Eric. And I am Eugene. And here is the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I just, whenever I listen to our show back, it's like, where we try to find those gems in the roof. Oh, you like that, do you? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just husky. <laughs> you totally derailed me. Okay. <laughs> On this episode of The Roulette, it is point blank up against the hole in the ground, and I'm up first. Okay, let's see if my computer has loaded this yet, or if it's totally broken. Here we go. To save his pregnant wife, an emergency room nurse teams up with an injured murder suspect in a race against time, rival criminals, and renegade cops. Directed by Joe Lynch, starring Frank Grillo, and yeah, I don't have the second build lead right there at the top. Yeah, <laughs> IMDb. Why would you do that, Anthony Mackie? Yeah, and this was a good movie, and uh, definitely keep it in the queue. Give it a watch. Did Joe Lynch direct that Driver movie? Or uh, he made that... Knights of Ben Astum and Mayhem. Uh... I keep getting him and his podcast co-star director adam green i get them crossed i'm pretty sure one of them directed driver did they not i'll check here real quick okay uh, this is a a good action movie i, I don't want to say it's pretty standard action fare it's it's a little better than you know the kind of direct video stuff like that but uh wheelman was the name of that movie not driver my bad Directed by Jeremy Rush, so no connection whatsoever. Oh, okay. All right, I would put that in the in a similar case with Wheelman. Both those are cool movies you should ch check out, starring Frank Grillo. A totally watchable, totally painless. Uh, they're not the kind of thing where I'm like, oh my god, you gotta see this. But yeah. it, it totally fine. Uh, I think you would completely enjoy it. Easy breezy, however long it was, ninety minutes. I'd watch it again. Not much else to say about it. <laughs> so it sounds like a 
kind of typical generic action movie? Uh, yeah, it's a little better written than that, uh, with some interesting set pieces, but I don't know. I think I watch a lot more generic and direct-to-video action stuff than you do, so I would say it's better than that. Okay. Because uh, there's a lot of generic action movies that are really, really generic, and I don't feel like this is that generic. It just... It, it also doesn't separate itself enough that I'm like, oh my god, you gotta see this shit, you know? Uh, but it has an interesting story uh, of, you know, with dirty cops that are trying to kill these guys, and uh, it's worth a watch. Thumbs up. Check cool. it out. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know, I was kind of, because it was Joe Lynch, I was expecting, like, kind of, sort of, Gem in the Rough. Why? You don't like his other action movies? No. Yeah. You mean you didn't like Everly? Oh, yeah, that was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nice of Bad Assam was cool, though. Yeah, but he's, like, disowned that movie. Yeah, I know. I wonder if we'll ever get a a director's cut, or was it taken away from him before he had time to finish it, and it was what you see? They edited it. As far as I know, the producers edited it. Okay. I still think that's a good movie. Let me see what else he did. Wrong Turn 2, Everly... Shorts, shorts, mayhem. Did you ever watch Mayhem? Yeah, that was worth. Did I a watch, watch Mayhem? I thought I think you did. Um, it was Belco experiment, but not as good. No, I didn't watch it. You really liked it, though. That's one with Stephen Yoon. Yes, that's the one. It was good. <laughs> okay, point blank was good. <laughs> <laughs> so he makes good movies. Yeah. Over to you. Hold on the ground. Okay, Hole in the Ground. This is a uh, new-ish horror movie directed by Lee Cronin. Um, and it was good. It was um, it's very slow burn. It's basically a, a lady and her kid are... They live in this Irish countryside community, whatever. And, um, and something's going on with this sinkhole in the forest close by her house. And her kid starts to act not normal uh i've seen this before where it basically is an evil kid movie but it's this good acting the kid didn't annoy me it was well made it felt a little bit slight like it was slow burn so lots of you know creepy atmosphere for sure but it you know kind of a little bit more going for the i I hate to even compare it to the witch because it's not near that good but just you know they're not showing you a whole lot. Um, it, it was fine. It uh, it ended like I... Actually, it had a pretty decent ending. Uh, there was another movie that I could kind of compare it to uh, from A24. Uh, it Comes at Night. I could kind of see maybe some similarities to that. So, did you okay. see that one? No. Okay. But it was fine for one watch. Uh, and it, this would be a fairly harmless movie for October for you. If you're, if you, I mean, it, it's not that scary. It's not really gory. It's not gory, but it's just, it's well-made, well-acted 90 minutes. Thank God 90 minutes because any more. And I would have been like, let's go. But as it is, I, I I don't want to say a middling thumbs up, but it was just like your movie. It was good. I'll take these all day long over some of the shit we watch. Oh, oh, no kidding. (laughs) 
All right. Well, anything else for that, or we're we ready to move on? I think, yeah, I think we're ready to move on. Keep it in the queue if you're interested in watching it. It's, like I said, could certainly do worse than this. I'm always looking for stuff in October, so I'll leave it there. Okay. Uh, okay, coming your way. First up is Iceman on Canopy, 97 minutes. In the Utztal Alps, more than 5,300 years ago, Caleb returns from a hunting trip to find his settlement raided and his entire tribe, including his wife and son, murdered. Driven by pain and anger, Caleb has only one goal. Revenge! Uh, next up on Hoopla, Hour 52, Pawn Shop Chronicles. A missing wedding ring incites a wild goose chase involving meth addicts, skinheads, and an Elvis impersonator in this action-packed all-star comedy starring... Paul Walker, Elijah Wood, Norman Reedus, Vincent D'Onofrio, Brendan Fraser, Matt Dillon, Thomas Jane, director Wayne Kramer. Do you know Wayne Kramer? I don't think so, huh? I could be wrong here, and maybe you can look it up for me, but I believe that Wayne Kramer directed Paul Walker in that movie I can never remember the name of. That's a gem in the rough. Ah, uh, Paul Walker. He Remember that gem in the rough movie? Uh, Running Scared. I'm pretty sure Wayne Kramer directed that. Um. No? No, I don't think so. Nope, that was not him. Um. Are you saying that because you're on IMDb looking at it? or No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to IMDb now, but I, okay. I remember the, that guy's name. That guy's name is Wayne Kramer, so never mind. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and uh. your most roulette pick of the week is on Netflix, of course, <laughs> The Basement. Known for torturous roleplay with victims in his basement, a twisted serial killer abducts a musician who he's a deeper connection to his mind games. It's terrible synopsis. Thank you, Netflix. Uh, but that one looked not good, but good luck. You always want a horror movie. Yep. Okay, coming your way. Uh, so, uh, I first up was the Third Eye 2, and... Um, I, I I just I was ready to read the synopsis here for you, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, the third eye too, and then I scroll down and said more like this, the third eye from 2017. I'm like, what? Wait a minute here. I'm like, I thought this was a sequel remake, something of the eye, you know, the Pang Brothers, the eye. Oh no, well I own part one and two of that. Okay, so there is an actual movie from 2017 called The Third Eye. So let's just I'm gonna throw the the part one at you because you probably need to watch part one before you get to part two. So, The Third Eye and Luck... Oh, wait. No. That's the same runtime. Close to it. Uh, hour and 48 minutes. This is an... Uh, this is a, an Indonesian movie. <laughs> uh, Alia decides to leave Bangkok and, re- and return to Jakarta after her parents die. She she and Abel, her teenage sister, move in... <laughs> <laughs> move into their childhood home away from the city. But Abel, who, boy, this is, okay, that's a long synopsis. It's a ghosty type thing, I believe, from, uh, from Thailand. Part one, it's only an hour and 50, or 48 minutes. The second one is an hour and 51. So when you pick this, I mean, depending on how good you like this one, will determine on if I throw part two your way. <laughs> I'm sure that it's subtitled too. Uh, but, you know, qual- <laughs> okay, I got to focus, Eugene. Oh, the winners. It's like you don't even try. It's just a grab bag of... <laughs> oh, oh, boy, that was... No, that might be good. It's a Netflix movie. It might be good. Uh, next up is Dark Mountain from 2013. Hour and 22 minutes. 
In March of 2011, three filmmakers disappeared in the Superstition Mountains of Arizona while documenting their search for the lost Dutchman mine. Their bodies were never found, but their camera was. So we're this is still probably at the very tail end of the found footage subgenre, but um, hey, it might be something, right? Sure. Next up is the cop car. Uh, once again. Because why why change things up? Uh, Cop Cars from 2015, Kevin Bacon, it being Kevin Bacony, and directed by John Watts. Uh, small town sheriff sets out to find the two kids who have taken his car for a joy ride. And there you go, good a good spread right there for you. Really, really, really good. Really, you call that a good spread? Okay, well, <laughs> a good spread coming your way next week. Uh, <laughs> Be nice. Oh, uh, how long is Cop Car? Be nice. Uh, you keep telling me to be nice, and you keep throwing me. Th- <laughs> sure. Hey, cop car's an hour and twenty eight minutes. My goodness, you can't. I'll take. Me- yeah, I'll take cop car. Okay. Um, and for me, I'll take. I'll try that basement movie. Oh, it's not going to be good. Ah, uh, you never know. Yeah, yeah, I do. Kind of. I yeah, it's... it does not look. I need a kick in the pants to go watch another Netflix horror movie. It might be. Yeah. It probably will. You're probably right. It'll be a big load of silent nothing. <laughs> okay, there you go. Next week on the roulette, it will be cop car up against the basement. And do you want to go ahead and uh, take the wheel for the middle segment since it was your idea? Yes. <clears throat> uh, so a whole bunch of cool new trailers were released from Comic-Con. Uh, as well as, and then I have a little bit of, uh, amusement park, theme park news that I wanted to, t- to chat about. So do you, which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, uh, trailers. Okay. All right. So we've got Top Gun Maverick and the new Kevin Smith, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. And there was one other one that it's the morning, so I'm being forgetful old man, but there was another one. That you posted on our on our Facebook page, and I forget what it was, but it looked really cool. Uh, I can go look. Okay, well, let's start with uh, Jay and Silent Bob because I, so you're a bigger Kevin Smith fan than I am, but I still like his movies for the most part. I actually some of them I darn near love. Uh, thought it saw in the trailer because I thought the trailer looked really good, it was really funny. And I liked that they. They went for it with the R rating. I mean, this is a red band, swear-heavy, and star-studded cameo-heavy trailer. Yeah, I think it looks great. I, when was the last time you watched uh, Strikes Back? Oh, it's been years. That's Mark Hamill was in that one, right? Right. Okay, that's, it's been years, but I liked it. I thought it was really funny. Well, that's how um, that's how that one was. It was loaded with cameos from uh, characters from his previous movies. So the best way to watch those movies is to be very familiar with uh, Clerks, Mallrats, Dogma, Chasing Amy. You're Be real familiar with those four, and then watch Strikes Back. It makes Strikes Back all the better, because they go revisit all those characters from mm. the, those previous movies. And I'm sure that you'll want to be a little bit familiar with, uh, let's see, after that was Clerks 2. I really liked Clerks 2. And, I, and then I think that might be the only other one. Uh, from the uh, New Jersey universe. Because the other ones he went off on after that, like Zack and Mary was set in Pittsburgh. Uh, then there was like Red State and Tusk. And you know, all those others weren't set in that universe. 
So I doubt there'll be a lot of references to those. I could be wrong, though. Okay. But anyway, it looks, I mean, it's also taken on reboots, obviously. Yep. Because what a better fun thing to poke fun at. It's great. Um, I think it looks awesome, but then again, oh man, I, a lot of the world just loves to hate Kevin Smith. I don't know why, but um, not me. I like him, and I like all his movies, and I'm super familiar, familiar with that whole New Jersey universe that he built, and so it's like, ah, there's the guy from that movie, or oh, Ben Affleck is back in it, and they rekindled their friendship through this movie, which is a big deal. Oh, really? They oh, they, they hadn't spoken in like 13 years or something like that. Whoa, what happened? I That's I, news to me. Jersey Girl stuff? I think it was because of his wife, in my opinion. Jennifer Garner. Because oh. Kevin did a movie with Jennifer Garner, like, uh, acting, called, yeah. uh, what was that thing called? Catch and Release. It's kind of a oh. rom-com, but I really, I, I quite enjoyed that movie, actually. I bet you would, too. It's a, it's a different kind of rom-com. It's, it's, it's very different. It's good. You got Timothy Oliphant in it. Okay. Uh, but yeah. anyway, Kevin was in that just purely as an actor. And he said one time, I don't remember where it was when he said it, but he said, she, she doesn't, I don't think she really likes me much because of his dick and fart type boy humor. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. That's fine. But then he was, you know, Ben was married to Jennifer Garner for how long? So that was only the last couple of years they got divorced. Okay. So yeah, she, she might. Just not be a fan of that kind of boy humor. Yeah. Which, I, I get it. That's totally fine. But, uh, you know how it is. Uh, yep. So, anyway, they, they rekindle. And also, Ben went on this super high trajectory at a time when Kevin was kind of on a down trajectory, career-wise. Yeah. Ben got another Oscar for... Uh, uh, is that Fargo? Or not Fargo. Argo. Argo. Yeah. Uh, and, and then he was doing Batman thing and, you know, like he was on this whole other path while Kevin yeah. was making movies about turning people into walruses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and now they've kind of, are kind of planing back in a similar trajectory where Kevin's a little bit more up and Ben's a little bit more down and he's like, ah, fuck it. Let's, let's. Cool. D- doesn't have to worry too much about damaging the Affleck brand at this point right now. Uh, so <clears throat> that that's just pure speculation on my part. I have yeah. no no facts to back that up. How does he uh, get all these stars? I mean, that, that trailer is full of just recognizable actors and actresses. I most of them he's worked with in the past, and it's like, hey, come be on this movie for a day and hang out with a bunch of friends. Who doesn't? I mean, it's easy little. It's it's probably not a huge paycheck, but come have fun for a day. You know, a lot of people can make that schedule work. Yeah. Val Kilmer, I don't think he's too busy right now. I think he's being pretty selective because of his health issues. Yeah, you know? that's yeah, that's true. Um, uh, he's got most of the casts of the Flash TV show and uh, Supergirl TV show because he's directed three or four episodes of each of those shows. Cool. So to get th- and they all love him. So to get him to come in for get them to come in for a day, they're like fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it, it it makes sense. It's. Will Bruce Willis be in the movie, though? No, probably not. <laughs> but always, you never know. He says yeah. now he does say that there's three Batman in there, and so far we've got Val Kilmer and Ben Affleck. Yep. And I would guess the other one is Dietrich Bader because Dietrich Bader was in Strikes Back. He was okay. One of the, he was one of the cops in that movie. 
Um, I'm going to, I'm going to probably the good chance I go on another tear and, and just watch all these movies again before that comes out. And that one, I will go support in theaters. I wish I could go to, he's doing a tour thing with it too. Yeah. I saw that. He's coming to no Columbus, Columbus. Yeah. Um, and as much as I love the man and support him, I am not paying 50 bucks for a ticket to that. Oh man. $50. That's just for a ticket. If you want to go VIP, it gets to like two fifty. And if you want to go super VIP, like meet and greet, it's like seven fifty. But so this is know, not going to be a roadshow type of thing, is it? Or is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's he's going on tour with it. Okay, I wasn't because sure, I know that sometimes, like you know, some of his movies have gotten wider theatrical releases, and this is, I think, this is a big enough title that it would warrant a I don't know thousand theater release, but maybe not. I guess not. I don't know. I, we'll have to see. I think there's enough people in it, enough names that maybe it could it could do that. It depends on uh, what's coming out around that time as well. Um, but you know, I've been wrong on these things before. I if it depends who's releasing it. I don't know who's releasing it. Yeah, I'm not sure. The trailer was damn funny though. Yep. I watched it a couple times actually. I'm like, oh man, this is again. I'm not the like. I think the probably my favorite Kevin Smith movie is more than likely it's. Uh, Red State, just because it's got that a little bit more of a horror type feel going on, not his quirky comedy type stuff. But I, I don't know if there's ever been a movie that I flat out disliked from him. Now, Chasing Amy, I know you're a huge fan, but I got kind of weepy for me. Or oh, it gets but- really weepy, but I, I felt it. I feel it really works on a deep emotional level, yeah. And that's why I love it so much. Uh, now, as far as technicals go, you're probably right. Red State's probably his best film. Yeah. I would have loved to see uh, a, like, if he would have got the money that he really wanted to make that movie, I would have loved to see, like, all holy hell unleashed at the end of that movie. (laughs) But what we got was good. It was just, I, spoiler, when the trumpets blow, I'm like, oh, that would have been so badass if, you know, an army from heaven comes down and that would have been so great. But (laughs) it was fine. It's still a shocking ending. No, it like is. That. It's like, huh? Yep. <laughs> I need to rewatch Tusk as well. You, you've watched that since our theater viewing, correct? Yep. It's on my voodoo. I own it. Is it, is it good on rewatch? I like it, but it's, it references a bunch of stuff from this podcast because that's what birthed it. Uh, so, you know, there's a, a ton of really, really funny stuff in there that unless you listen to all that shit, you're just going to be like, huh? Mm. Um, and it doesn't totally destroy the movie or anything, but it just, they're so, it's so loaded with all these little things from the podcast. Uh, so, and it would be impossible to explain. You'd have to listen to like a hundred hours of podcasting. Yeah. To even just get those references. Gotcha. So it really was made for the fans of the podcast. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't imagine if it's coming to Columbus, I can't, I can't imagine that he's not going to come to, uh, Cleveland as well. It's not coming to Cleveland. It's just coming really? to Columbus. Yeah. Oh, it's Col- Columbus is the only Ohio date. Yeah, but there's, I think, uh, they, they, I think they're adding shows, though, because they keep selling out. And I think they're there a few days. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, it, I, I, 50 bucks, I'm like, eh, yeah. I just, it's same with concerts. Anytime you're going north of that kind of number, I'm out. But the reason they charge that is because they can get it. Mm-hmm. people will pay it. You know, I see on the, if you ever go look at uh, 
Comic-Con prices, or ticket prices for Cleveland Comic-Con. Uh, people that are showing up there to, you know, to get autographs and shit like that. What you have to pay to go get an autograph for somebody, oh, that ticket for that one day, that'll be $300. <sighs> you know, I, there's some that are $700, meet and greet. I, you know why they get, they pay that, they charge that? Because they fucking get it. Yeah. Because people pay it. Otherwise, they wouldn't charge as much. And that's, some people are way into meeting people more than I am. And that's going to, that's, we're not there yet. I want to talk about Maverick, but that will lead into uh, Galaxy's Edge discussion here just shortly. Okay. Just, so hold that thought. Uh, Top Gun. Yes, Top Gun. Boy, I wonder how many times I've watched this trailer a lot. Probably about as many times as I've watched the Jay and Silent Bob reboot trailer. Probably. I've watched it with, you know, by myself, with my wife, with my kids, then by myself again. <laughs> oh, this is just, oh, this is a whole walloping two and a half minutes of everything Eugene loves. Just F-14s <laughs> and Tom Cruise. It's, it's that, it's two things. We could have taken care of this in 30 seconds mm-hmm. in this trailer. It, oh, it's, it's nothing. I'm crotch rocket and, oh, the, the, I could go through the whole, I mean, aircraft carriers and the, Kenny Loggins, Titan, well, the, just, the, the, ding. Okay, it's, it's kind of the beginnings of the, dun, 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 dun. like, yeah. Um, I really was, I mean, I, I like, I went through that trailer with a fine tooth, like, I just evaluating every single second of it. I'm like, where's Val Kilmer? There's no Val Kilmer in this trailer. So, there well, was, I, he's one, coming. One, one of my friends said, that, oh, no, he's at, it's like minute and 36 seconds or whatever. There's like a, a shot of, you know, this guy in his, I don't know, this, I don't know, in a uniform. And I'm like, nah, I don't think that's, that's Val Kilmer. I mean, it looks maybe a little kind of sort of like him, but I'm like, that's no, unless there's heavy makeup CGI that I don't think that was Val Kilmer. I anyway. only watched it one time. <laughs> ah, watch it ten more. Eh, there's nothing in it. It's just Ugh. here's Tom Cruise, and then he's on a motor. I mean, it could have just been a remake of the of Top Gun. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not dogging it. I'm just saying there wasn't anything in there. Other, I mean, there's a short conversation. Yeah, that was about the only content. Other than that, hey, do you remember Top Gun and F-14s? Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, was The Witcher the other trailer? That might have been it. Or Terminator? Uh, the Terminator, that was just... Uh, Featurette. Like, yeah. I'm still... Uh, when Steve and I watched Crawl... It 2. What's that? It 2. It Chapter that, 2. That was the trailer. That's the one. I there's been, There has been so many new trailers, and I knew that there was a big one. It Chapter 2. But Oh, and a new trailer for Ad Astra. That Brad Pitt sci-fi movie? I haven't oh. seen the new trailer for that one. Oh, it's awesome. Oh my gosh, it looks so good. Because the first trailer looked great. Oh, it's so good. I, I can't wait to see that movie. Yeah. Uh, and- yeah, so, I mean, I don't really have much to add to the Top Gun talk. I mean, I, I, I'm not knocking the trailer. I'm just, I yeah. didn't think there was much there. Well, we'll see. I'm sure there'll be yeah. another one. They well, sure now- make it look like he's flying that thing, though. Yeah, now my wife did say, she's like, now... Uh, we're and I don't know if she even knew that you and I had this discussion, but she's like, "Now we're going to go see that with with 
Eric and his wife, right? I'm like, yep. And she's like, yep, I'm going to have my phone handy to video whatever you guys do. I'm like, oh, you should. You're going to have your phone handy to video whatever. What does that mean? Oh, that means, like, if you and I get all gay on each other or whatever at the theater. Oh, oh so, if we go yeah. skipping into the theater? Yeah, okay, yeah, great, holding sweet. hands and, yeah, it's, yeah, shirtless and... Shirtless? Oh, You're going to have my aircraft jacket on. Or oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, and aviators and the volleyball and... A cock in my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> in a perfect world, I would be in, like, whitey tighties and then, like, aviators and... And that's it, I guess. That's... <laughs> Because that's all you need. Yeah, I'm pretty sure no shirt, no shoes, no service, sir. Yeah, I know. That's, I don't know. It's, it's, that's a cosplay type thing. That's They should allow that. <laughs> no, no, they shouldn't. Because I don't want to sit by that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait. That's, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I know Rise of Skywalker's coming out this Christmas, but <laughs> right now my most anticipated movie in forever is Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> nah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you about it, but yeah. I'm, I'm more excited that it's, I get a new Joseph Kaczynski movie. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Of course. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, back to you. <laughs> you, you again with the two word responses. I think it'll be great. Back to you. Uh, Marvel phase four. You want to talk about that? Oh yes. Marvel. This is going to be kind of more in in your court because I I I saw Phase Four and I'm like, huh? I some of that stuff I I am aware of, but a lot of it I am completely lost. Uh, there's a lot of lot of more TV shows than I was expecting, but maybe I don't know. I don't. But I don't that's follow the, that's the Disney Plus thing kicking yeah. off. So okay, let's just go down the list here of all their announcements. We got Black Widow, uh, Eternals, WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye. Falcon and Winter Soldier, Shang-Chi, uh, Doctor Strange 2, What If, Thor, and Thor 4, and then at the tail end of it was Blade. Did you see that one? Marcus yeah, Shore. which was odd. I'm like, of all the of all the characters you're bringing into the MCU, Blade? Well, I Blade, like Blade. Blade but... kicked it off. You know? The... Yeah, yeah, I, I know. It just, that's horror vampire shit, and... Uh, and then bringing him into the Disney MCU, I, I'm a bit surprised at that one. It still might kind of be on its own. You never know. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Well, they're also making a... Uh, I can't believe it's not announced, because I think they've already started filming. Um, Maybe that's a Sony release. But the vampire from the Spider-Man universe... I can't remember his name right now. But uh, Jared Leto's playing him. Morbius, oh. the vampire. So cool. that, that might be a Sony thing, though. That would make sense. Uh, okay, let's just go down the line here. Black Widow, I, it's believed that this is going to be a prequel, obviously. Uh, the Eternals, I don't know much about, but I, as I, I think it's similar to, like, the New Gods on DC's side, which I also don't know much about. Let's see what Wikipedia says. They're described as an offshoot of the evolutionary process that created sentient life on Earth. The original instigators of this process, the alien Celestials, intended the Internals to be defenders of Earth, which leads to the inevitable war against the destructive counterparts, the Deviants. Now you know as much as I do, sir. I, 
think of it's an Avengers y type with all new people, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, WandaVision is one of the Disney Plus shows, and that's Wanda. That's Scarlet Witch and Vision. It's going to be a TV show about them. Okay. I guess apparently probably a prequel as well. Or no, is. No, did Vision come back at the end? No, Vision. Vision's done. Okay, well, there you go. Loki is another TV show. I assume prequel. Uh, Hawkeye is a TV show. Everybody's clamoring for that. I, huh? <laughs> but I guess you got seven or eight seasons of Arrow on CW, and that's wrapping up. That's just an Archer, so maybe maybe they're diving in right there to pick up the pick up the bow and carry on. Falcon and Winter Soldier sounds interesting. That's a Disney TV show. Uh, then we get to Shang Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, so this is going to be made with all Asian actors, as it should be. Often Shang-Chi, often referred to as the Master of Kung Fu. He is proficient in numerous unarmed and weaponry-based wushu styles. He gains the power to create countless duplicates of himself and joins the Avengers. But the most exciting part about that title is Legend of the Ten Rings. That calls back to Iron Man 1, uh, where he was... Dealing with the Gang of the Ten Rings. Do you remember that? Oh, the yeah. Army of the Ten Rings. That's the Mandarin. That's the real Mandarin. Not the okay. fakey, shitty one we got in part three. Yeah. It's the real Mandarin who's an Asian guy who has ten magic rings and is Iron Man's biggest foe that we'll never see him face off with. Uh, but I look forward to that movie anyway. Next up is Doctor Strange 2 with the subtitle In the Multiverse of Madness. Scott Derrickson is back to direct. Cool. I'm all in. Yep. Sounds great. Uh, next up, this is the only TV show in this list of TV shows that I'm super interested in, and I think I even recommended or told Disney they need to do this. Uh, what If. It's an animated show based on their What If titles, and I'm going to try and see if I'm right about this as I look it up, because I've only read a couple of issues of What If, but I really liked them. So let's see if I'm right about that. What If Comics. A couple issues I read, it was like anthology. So each issue had like three stories in it or something. And they they would just have a big title at the top and it would say, what if, dot, dot, dot. And then there would be a strange scenario. Like, the one I read was, what if Wolverine was the leader of the X-Men instead of Cyclops? Well, we only saw about eight movies of that. Uh, but in the comics, it was always Cyclops that was the leader. And, or no, or was it, it was either that or what if... Wolverine married Jean Grey instead of Cyclops. Okay. It just did a little derail about, oh, well, that would mean this guy would go in this direction, and this guy would go in this other direction, and it just showed how different their personalities would be just in a short story. And then you turn the page, and it'd be another... That's cool. What, that's, what that's... if... Hold on, I'm, I'm reading here. There's a couple titles. What if Karen Page had lived? What if Jessica Jones had joined the Avengers? Uh, stuff like that. What if the War Machine had not destroyed the Living Laser? You know, just... So the best place for that is an animated version. Yeah. You know, an animated show. That's great. I'm trying to look up more titles here. Well, especially with... That's a great idea, by the way. But when you're dealing with, like, you know, what if Wolverine or what if any number of, of characters, I would assume that actually doing that live action would be really difficult with especially some of the more A-list Actors trying to get them back for a 20 or 30 minute episode, but doing well, this from what I understand, all of the actors that have these roles in the, on the live action will be doing the voiceover work. 
Cool. Okay. That's... Here's another one. What if the Fantastic Four was Spider-Man, Wolverine, Ghost Rider, and Hulk? You know, then they do a whole issue where those guys are all wearing Fantastic Four costumes, and they were the Fantastic Four, and the whole world knew them. as It's just... Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I, that's I, that's going to be good. I'm, I'm now immediately... That's shooting up the list of, of MCU that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Much more so than, you know, Falcon and uh, some of the other ones. I just, I'm not a big TV show guy, so some of those, I'm like, I don't want to invest. Oh, most <sighs> of those I'm not interested in. I mean, the Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier, that sounds cool, but What If is the best one out of that bunch, in my yeah. opinion. And lastly, we got Thor 4 with Taika TT back to direct. Uh, Thor 4, Love and Thunder. And I guess Natalie Portman is back, and she's going to be playing female Thor, which they just did a run of that here in the last couple years where Thor was a woman. For whatever reason, I don't know what the story was behind that, but it was just a relaunch title, I think. And Thor was a woman. It's like, all right, Marvel does these things. So I don't know how that's going to work. That she's going to be Thor or something. I I have no idea. But uh, we all thought we were going to get uh, what was it? Um, uh, Guardians as Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, but that that's what it was going to be, but. Yes, it's Love and Thunder. Whatever. If that guy's back to direct, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Now, at the end of uh, Avengers, Thor took off with the Guardians. Right. So I would assume that the Guardians are going to play into that the new Thor movie a little bit at least. I have no idea, but the Guardians movie got pushed back because of they fired the, the guy and then hired him again. But he's yeah. doing a... Oh, what's he doing right now? He's doing he, something over with DC. Yeah. Squad, Suicide Squad, too. Which is still very, very odd, but I am interested because of they're they're getting that director and Yep. Yeah. Oh, it'll be better than the first one. I'll tell yes, you that. Yes, it right will, now. guaranteed. Well that's cool. I I like it I don't know. I to me I, I, I was expecting something a little bit different, but I was like, okay, bring on Black Panther Part Two and bring on Thor, that's not surprising, but Guardians three and, and instead it was some of these, I'm like, what? But I don't know some of these characters, and so obviously they're. This is a launching pad for the next God knows how many years of, you know, Phase Four, four five, five, six, and six. Yeah, yeah. It's the second trilogy wave. I'm just surprised they're they're doing shows with so many characters that are dead. I know. Like, yeah, I, Black Widow, Vision, and Loki. Why? Yeah, I, I'm not really. Ah, whatever. You should have done a Black Widow movie in Phase 2. Years ago. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. Now, do you think that uh, Spider-Man, his character currently in the MCU, do you think that... Is he supposed to be, like, the... Basically taking the the torch from Iron Man? He is kind of the quote-unquote new Iron Man. You, I, I don't know the, the Marvel lore or anything, but it sure felt like that from the latest movie that he's kind of sort of... I don't think in the in the books he's ever the leader okay. of any group. Okay. So I don't know who's even left of the Avengers. I mean, Thor? Hulk? I, uh, Thor could be a leader. Yeah. Hulk, not so much. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what they're doing, but yeah. so far they've done pretty well for themselves. Yes, they have. And that's good because... Moving on to another Disney property. Yes, real quick go for here. It. Galaxy's Edge. Have you at all been following the opening of Galaxy's Edge in uh, Disneyland, California? No. Okay. 
Well, I'm a Disney fanatic. I'm theme park. I just, I love everything about Disney World. And I've never been to Disneyland. And I lost him. Did you free? And we lost Eric. Wonderful. I would like to take a screenshot of the... (laughs) Of... (laughs) I'm just looking sad. Just a frozen picture of Eric on my screen. And then, like, below my screen, it's... It's It Chapter 2 of Pennywise. And it's like Eric is looking at Pennywise. And it's... It's not scary. It's sad. Did his house blow up? I mean, I literally, like... I'm just envisioning, like, at that split second, a Tomahawk missile just right down through the middle of Eric's house, and boom! And then, and basically, he's left me to fend for myself for the next 30 minutes of the podcast to wrap this shit up. And he's literally up. Oh, there we go. Now he's texting me. Okay, well, hey, you know, Eric's router is rebooting, and... um you know what they say, the show must go on, so while the router is rebooting, Eugene is going to review a movie real quick. And let's start with uh, Purgatory Road, shall we? Let's get this off the uh, off the list. Purgatory Road from 2017. This is on Amazon Prime, and um, I believe that this is one that Unearthed Films released. I, I don't quote me on that, I could be wrong. Uh, no, 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 not for me. Hour and 38 fucking long minutes of a Catholic preacher guy and his awkward, socially awkward brother that drive around in this beat the shit motorhome with Jesus saves scrawled all over the thing and they go around and they... He absolves people of their sins. Yet, if he finds out that they've stolen because someone stole from his dad when they're kids, and uh, he'll go and he'll he'll murder them because that's how he absolves them of their sins. And then they chop up the bodies and the guts and they pour them down into the poop chute somewhere where his his dad, who was shot, or did he blow his brains out? Yeah, he blew his brains out. But did, I, I guess he didn't. No, again, I fast forward the last twenty minutes of the movie, but. Um, they, they're feeding this creature in the basement of a place, I guess, the guts or whatever. And I'm assuming that that's his dad that didn't quite die from the shotgun blast or the gun blast, whatever. But, oh, the acting is something. Um, this was made to me. This is just my opinion, but it was pretty much made specifically to showcase some decent practical effects because it does get pretty gory at times, but good God, it's too long. And then, then the, the main preacher guy, he uh, hooks up with this serial killer lady. And uh, I I hated her character so bad. And I'm not sure if it was her acting or her this, the tone of her voice. Hey, it was grating on my nerves. One time she's killing this girl, this lady. Uh, she injected this lady with drugs or whatever. And the lady barfs all over the place. And then she kisses her on the mouth. Because it's edgy something. No, no. Didn't work. Didn't work at all. I gave the movie zero, oh, zero stars. I guess I should have given the movie a half a star just for the fact that the gore was okay. But I, I mean, fast forwarded the hell out of that thing. I, I kind of think I got what happened in the end. Uh, but 
Nope, that was a uh, that was another in the long, long list of bad decisions from Eugene. <laughs> what anyway, that? oh, Purgatory Road. Oh, okay. Uh, Nothing I care about. Nope. Hey, I'm back. Uh, Hello. I don't know what happened there. All of a sudden, it was just like no internet access. It's like okay, that like never happens. Yeah. Uh, okay. Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. Okay, so uh, as I was saying. Galaxy's Edge, out in California, Disneyland. I'm a huge Disney World fan, and by association, I really like Disneyland just to hear the news. Galaxy's Edge was the biggest, latest, greatest themed area of an amusement park since, who knows what, I would guess the Harry Potter stuff over at Universal. Uh, Avatar was a big gamble for Disney that paid off in spades. It is fantastic. I've been there several times, and it is great. The lines are always long. Everything about Avatar, everything about Pandora is is epic Disney engineering. Uh, even Toy Story Land is cool for what it is. Enter Galaxy's Edge, which is now open at Disneyland. Uh, I've been following what's going on out there, and there was, there's been rumblings for the past couple weeks about the park's not that full. And it's like, wait, what? This is This is Star Wars, and it's summer, and the parks aren't full. So I did a little bit more research, and there's various reasons why the park is indeed not that full right now. One of which is uh, Disney decided to block out the annual pass holders from this. Okay, that was foolish, but whatever. Uh, and two, they jacked their prices up. Already, Disney is super expensive, but they really jacked their prices up in anticipation for... Galaxy's Edge, both California and in Florida, uh, they've upped the prices of the annual passes to 20, I think by 20, 25%, which is just, just huge. Um, and then we get to the actual park, which I, again, I have not been there, but I've, I've, there's tons of reviewers out there that are doing walkthroughs of the place. They are walking through this, this area in about five minutes. And right now there's one ride which is the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, which looks awesome. And then there's shops in a Middle Eastern futuristic-y kind of looking place that is not in any of the Star Wars movies. It's not Mos Eisley. It's, it's, it's a, one reviewer called it a great value version of a Star Wars theme park, theme attraction. And walking, I, I, just the videos that I'm seeing, I'm like, I get what you're saying. It looks Middle Eastern, which is okay. I get, but nothing I don't really. Think, looks... I don't think that kind of theme would be too far off. I mean, like the Phantom Menace. That's yeah. kind of set in that kind of. Yeah, and that's what I think they were going for is that look. But none of the characters at this point from the old trilogy, uh, even from the prequels, are in here. It's all this is all this is all of the new Star Wars stuff. And okay, that's cool. Kylo Ren's ship is there, uh, but what about the fans of? the six other movies that want to see, I don't know, just stuff that they recognize from those old movies. Well, that's not there. What is there is really, really, really expensive shops to where you can build $200 lightsabers or buy a droid for $300 or buy a, a flight of beers, a Star Wars beers for X amount of dollars. Like, I, I get it. This is how Disney makes even more money is by stuff like this, but like every shop is a thing to sell 
stuff on top of your $125 park admittance ticket for the day. Oh, that's a cheap ticket, sir. That's if yeah. you go in September. It's 130 yeah. bucks. I, I looked into it, and I was like, I don't know how we're ever going to afford to take the kids there. It's become Jurassic Park. Yeah. Well, yes. We can, it, we can charge whatever we want. It's like, people, you know, I don't want it to just be for the rich people. I want everybody to become and enjoy these animals. Not Disney. No. <laughs> it, but it, just seeing what they did and just hearing the reviews... There's aerial. I mean, there you can walk into that place pretty easy. Now, again, there's there's different things going on that I kind of sort. Of, I mean, there's one ride open. There's a lot of people that are going to be waiting on the second ride, which is supposed to be incredible, which is Rise of the Resistance. Uh, some reviews are saying that Smuggler's Run is cool, but it's essentially a better version of Star Tours, which has been in Disney World for uh, 15 years now, and it's cool, but it's. Motion there was a based. Star Wars ride when I went to Disney, and that was when I was 15? Yeah, that's, I believe that's the same ride probably then, Star Tours. Okay, then that, that's uh, uh, like 30 years ago. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, you sit in seats that shake, and you watch a screen, and it makes you feel like you're going to throw up. Well, yeah. that's, that's basically, a, it's a way updated version for the Millennium Falcon. Uh, hey, like... At least, here's the thing, and there's, oh, by the way, and there's no Star Wars music played through this park. I'm like, what the hell? When I walk through Star Wars, uh, this Star Wars land, I want to hear fucking John Williams music being played, much like I hear the music when I walk through Harry Potter. Play that Harry Potter shit. That's what we nerds want to hear, and that's what they do. That's theme parking done A+, plus is the Harry Potter stuff over at Universal. The Could it new be some sort of rights issue? I don't know. I think they want it, it, they want it to be immersive. So, well, there's no music in the actual oh, bullshit. Just put the fucking music on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, even in Avatar, like when you go into Avatar, there's sounds. There's like, I, I like you feel like you are on another planet in, I felt like I was in Pandora when I walked through Avatar or when I walked through Pandora. But, and again, I, I haven't been there, but everything that I'm seeing, man, I can understand why Disney is on damage control. Uh, and they are on damage control. They're offering free dining, uh, which they never, never, and never do in the summer months. But they're offering free dining with Star Wars opening up in uh, in Florida here in the next couple weeks. It's just going to be interesting to see what they do with uh, Galaxy's Edge in Florida. If they're going to try to fix this or if things could be totally fine. They might make a bazillion dollars on this. Rise of the Resistance might bring in scads of people. I don't know. But uh, there's just a lot of red flags. And then seeing these videos of people walking through, I'm like, holy shit. It, it looks c- kind of cool. The Millennium Falcon's awesome. But I'm like, it it looks like a Middle Eastern... Well, you're walking through a painting. I mean, have some attractions. Yeah, have some have some attractions. And like, there should be, like... And I, I think, again, I'm comparing it to Harry Potter, like... You can buy your wands at Harry Potter, and that's cool. And wands are about a foot long or whatever. They're easy to carry around, and you can do fun shit with them in the parks. You can do little magic tricks. And here, $200 for a lightsaber, a big-ass lightsaber. Well, to me, it's like, what What are... Okay, parents are going to shell out $200 for a lightsaber that now they have to carry around for their kids. That might... It's, it's awkward. It's... Nah. Anyway... I am curious how this is going to go. Um, anyway, I just thought that you would be interested in hearing kind of that there's been a lot of backlash with this. And I, I want it to succeed, even though Disney is this huge 
Empire. This, yeah, it's em- Empire. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it's there. The Empire. <laughs> but I mean, I, who doesn't want a Star Wars land that you know? But don't price everybody out and make so that it's fun for it's not just shops. Make it so the kids can have fun there, like they do in Harry Potter. There's shops there to buy shit, but there's tons of stuff going on in the Harry Potter theme parks and even Avatar. There's more than just buy our shit. There's there's several rides. There's attractions going on. Anyway, it just feels like they're kind of dropping the ball. It's almost like we're going to build Star Wars and everybody's going to show up. It doesn't matter what we do. Everybody's going to show up. So, we'll see. Not so much. Well, the rich people are yeah, the people that don't care. I mean, are you buying your kids $200 lightsabers? No. Because I'm not. I, uh, in fact, I when we were there, uh, I bought Lucas a $40 lightsaber, which even that, I'm like... Fuck, $40 for a damn lightsaber that I could get at Target for probably 20 but that yeah. was his toy. But it was, you know, even that, going back, full-sized, it's plastic, so it's not, I mean, it's it's just whatever, it's a toy. But I was the one that had to carry that bitch around <laughs> the rest yep. of the day. And then I thought back to when we bought our little Harry Potter wands. It's like, it's a little stick. Yeah, it's 40 bucks or whatever, but it's a stick. I can put it in my back pocket if I want. Here you're carrying around this big-ass lightsaber <laughs> anyway, but the no music thing, I'm like, oh, dude, that's... Uh, yeah, I've heard other people complaining about that. So that's weird. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe in the coming years it'll get cheaper and they'll make it better. <laughs> people vote with their wallets, though. I mean, it's... Out in California, people are not showing up, and it's affecting the, it's infecting the entire park because... The people that are there are over in Galaxy's Edge, so there's you can walk on rides right now, and that's just unheard of in the summertime at a Disney, at a Disney park that it's not hours and hours of waits. So yeah, well, get your I, get your five hundred dollar tickets and head to Disneyland, folks. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> My kids are gonna have to be a little older, and they're gonna have to mow a hell of a lot of lawns. That's what. <laughs> Yeah, I have a feeling I'm not going to see Galaxy's Edge for a long time. I, yeah, we got a great deal on our last Disney trip because they were anticipating everybody flocking to Galaxy's Edge opening, so they had all sorts of great deals on hotels, and so we that was our Disney trip. Anyway, there you go. Okay, are you ready for Recently Watched? Yes. Okay, I'm up first. Let's talk about some TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh... Daredevil season three. I finally finished this up, and uh, it's a good season. I quite enjoyed it. I, I ta- it took me back to some of the things I liked about the first season and the second season, and overall, this uh, three season arc is a nice little trilogy. It kind of feels like we got more to talk about with Daredevil, like, but unfortunately, it got canceled, and we'll probably show up a uh, Disney Plus or some shit. In a rebooted format that's more mm. family-friendly. Which is unfortunate, because this one had a lot more Wilson Fisk in it. He was the, one of the main villains again, like season one. And, ah, uh, it was... It ended up being pretty damn good. Still one of the best of the Marvel shows. Did they get Vincent D'Onofrio back? Yeah. And cool. he was awesome in it. Just awesome. He was actually scary. Yeah, you forgot. In the first season, he got scary towards mm-hmm. the end. Yeah, I remember he that. He was scary, like, throughout the whole of this. It, oh, he's so good. Uh, okay. The other one I just finished up this morning. I wanted to watch another anime, and I was debating between this Neon Genesis Evangelion and, uh, what was the other one? 
One Punch Man is on Netflix. I need to watch that. Everyone's talking about that one. So, of course, I hit play on Sword Art Online. Mm. <laughs> I've watched Sword uh, first two seasons of Sword Art Online. And a new one popped up. I was like, oh, I don't know. That second season was pretty long-winded. And while it still was good in the end, I, what's this one about? Sword Art Online Alternate. Gun Gale Online. Season 1. Uh, what they did here is instead of being in a fantasy setting where everybody's sword fighting and doing magic and shit, it's set in a, uh, battle royale gunplay setting. Like my, uh, player, battlefield player unknown PUBG that I play mm, all the time. Yeah. It's set up like that. Everybody's got guns and, you know, drop a hundred people on an island and last one wins. I burned through this season in about two or th- maybe three days tops, maybe two days, because the episodes, I've talked about this before with anime, it was one of those animes where actual show content of an episode is about 15 minutes, because you've got the recap up front, then you got the theme music, then you got the episode, then you got the end credits, and then you got coming next episode. So once you cut off the ends of it... it uh, yep, I gotcha. Right. You can get through 12 episodes in two days, no problem. It's only a couple hours. Um, but... Quite enjoyed it. Moved very fast-paced, much more so than that season two. Uh, I hope they make another season. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was sweet. Uh, and now I'm probably going to go to yeah, one of those other shows, either One Punch Man or Neon Genesis. I don't know. Kind of on a bit of an anime kick. Uh, but we'll see. Cool. Over to you. Anything, anything I would... I mean, is, are these ones that I would... You think I would get into? You know what I uh, like. No, nah, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, you okay. know, I'll let you know if there is one. Okay. Um, so this is not Castlevania type? No. Okay. Uh, okay, so I had uh, hinted at my... Uh, I was going to review Crawl last week, and so let's review Crawl very quickly here, uh, because this is a complete total gem in the rough, directed by Alexandra Aja, who also directed one of my favorite slasher movies of the past, oh, 20 years, which is... Hot tension. A young woman, while attempting to save her father during a Category 5 hurricane, finds herself trapped in a flooded house and must fight for her life against alligators. This is fucking awesome. My second favorite movie of the summer, right behind Avengers Endgame. Easily. It is so tense, so fast-paced, there's never a dull moment. It gets ridiculous, and I don't give a shit. I don't care. I didn't care at all how ridiculous it got. The alligators themselves... Uh, the CGI creations looked flawless. It, they looked like real alligators just eating the shit out of people. The hurricane, the Florida hurricane. So it, they don't look like that awful Schwarzenegger movie. No, I, and I thought about that. I actually, I'm like, ah, oh, this is, this is a long, long ways removed from Eraser. In that movie, it looked like he was fighting inflatable pool toys. Oh, bad. Oh, it's bad. This is. I, I know that everybody's talking about the Lion King and the photorealism going on there, but man, dude, these alligators looked incredible. And it was obviously like, it's all in how much you show, kind of like the whole Jaws syndrome. You just, you see glimpses and I'm like, holy shit, that looks like a real huge alligator. Uh, like I said, very, very, very fast paced. The acting was really good. The characters do things that I would do in a situation like that, even though, like I said, it gets a bit, unrealistic towards the end. And actually one of the first things that I, that I noticed that I was like, eh, was this is Florida. It's set in Florida and there's a basement. 
There's not, there's not a lot of basements in Florida. Very, very few basements in Florida. Especially where there are alligators or crocodiles yes. or whatever. So, but I'm like, you know what? The movie kind of goes in, in layers. Like, because the, the, the levees break and so things are getting flooded. So as the water's rising, they are kind of rising along with the different levels of the house. And that's cool. And, and you know, about maybe 30 minutes into the movie when just shit was getting pretty crazy, I'm like, there's only two people in this movie. It's uh, Barry Pepper, who is the dad, and then Kaya Scodelario, I think. is she, she was great in the movie, by the way, as the daughter, the swimmer daughter, which they're estranged, and then they, they meet back up. Uh, but I'm like, there's only two people, and this is an R-rated Alexandra Aja movie, and his movies are typically pretty gory. Well, just about that time, then you introduce the cannon fodder. Like, here comes the thieves that are going to break into the little convenience store next door. I'm like, oh, you're fucked. You're so <laughs> fun. I mean, and as I was hoping for, it got incredibly gory, because I, I figured it would with this director. Uh, I'm like, please don't be just another one of those barely, pe- barely R-rated creature features. Embrace your R-rating and go, oh, they do. Oh, limbs are... Limbs are gleefully torn. I loved it. <laughs> loved it. Good. Nice. Well, great movie. I, that, that's my type of, uh, of horror movie. So you should check it out. It's quite good. And as long as you can, you know, do some suspension of disbelief, which you liked the mag. So you're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're oh, good yeah. to go. Uh, okay. Uh, this is going to be all in one full sweep here. Uh, my wife and I watched Fast and Furious five, six, seven, and eight. And holy dis- shit. Yeah. We've discussed these. <laughs> Uh, time and time again, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time, but upon a rewatch with my wife, I just wanted to kind of throw in her thoughts on the series and the direction that they went from five on, because uh, four was kind of the turning point to a more heisty type thing, and five fully embraced that. Uh, we finished the last one last night, and uh, so I'm like, well, what did you think? And she's like, well, she's like, you know, I, I said, which, which one was your favorite? She's like, well, we have to watch parts one through four now. I'm like, all right. Is it even part three? Yeah, we should. I'm like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> so, you got to give it a reevaluation. I know, I know. But um, she actually said that she, she's like, now I haven't watched the other ones in a long time, but she's like, I kind of preferred the more street racing oriented stuff versus the complete crazy James Bondy type parts, I mean, six, seven, and eight, uh, which there was a little bit of mystery science theatering in there. And I'm like, I like my submarines crashing through ice and Lamborghinis on ice and yeah, Roman, Roman. funny shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. I th- I still think five is my favorite. I want to watch one through four again, but I think five is the perfect balance of some of the old and just the heist and everything. It wasn't as over the top as six, seven, and then especially eight. But I love them all. I seven and eight are so great. Six is I think the weak link in. The later series, but even that upon rewatch, it's good. Yeah. I just think that, um, oh, what's the, uh, what's the actor's name? Ah, um, he's Jason Statham's brother in the movies. Lee, is it Lee? Hey, not Lee Pace. No, uh, he's think- Gaston, uh, Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. He's a big actor. Yeah, I know. Um, no, now I have to find out because it- I- I'm looking, I'm looking. Gal Gadot. Which one was that? That he was in six? He was in six, yes. He was villain in six. 
Oh, I, I swear Lee is in his name. I could be wrong. Oh, there it is. Luke Evans. Okay, totally wrong. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you, I, I'm not sure where you fall on all the, like what your favorite one is, or maybe it's, it's too difficult to, to pick, but, uh, I think five barely beats out, I think eight. Uh, it's, it's a kind of a coin flip between five and eight for me. Yeah. But I've only seen eight like once or twice. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's just, it's great. Now, upon these rewatches, uh, I'll tell you what, my wife does not get teared up that, that often in movies, but the end of part, uh, seven, seven I'm like, oh man, she's, she's getting waterworks over there. And I'm like, well, shit, here they come. <laughs> Paul Walker. <laughs> And then here's the thing. Here's the weird thing. In part eight, like last night, I'm like, okay, well, Paul, you know, they've addressed, they've addressed his character, Brian, you know, that he's out. We're not going to get in touch with him. He's out. And then the very end, kind of spoiler, I guess, when, you know, Dom is holding his, his baby and is like, what's his name? Brian. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I reduced to, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, I'm, where's my Kleenex? That's all it took for me. <sighs> but, oh, that's funny. And the thing is, it truly is like, I don't know. It, he, he seemed like such a nice guy in real life and he was such a great character. And it's, it's really emotional. Like part seven, man, they end there. That is emotional shit. Yep. Yeah, it is. So how was eight? This was your second trip with eight. Yep. I loved it. I, I definitely liked it. Um, I liked that Jason Statham was kind of sort of. The anti-hero in it, he's kind of now a good guy and kind of with the family and his interaction. He is, but that's kind of hard to swallow because he killed Han. I know, I know, and they don't really address it, do they? They just... I mean, I think the most, uh, they kind of, I think the take they have on it is, we were at war, and we, it was a soldier, we killed one of your soldiers, you killed one of ours, and we didn't really realize that we were being played by both sides. Yeah. Or we were being played by a different force. Because isn't that what the theme of eight is? Is that it is, they were yes. being played all the way all through this whole series. They were being played. So I think if you can kind of come around on it that way. It's a little still bit. a tough it's pill still... to swallow with them being so family. Yeah, right. But, uh, but even Luke Evans is, is, you know, he's back in part eight a little bit. I'm like, oh, I guess we're supposed to root for you now a little bit, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. But you, these, I just, you just roll with it. They're, they're great. (laughs) They're so great. Um, yeah, but, uh, we'll probably rewatch. I I don't know how I'm going to, and you just got done watching the first three. So I I don't know where I'm going to fall on those. It's been so many years, but she wants to watch them. So, okay. I'm telling you one and two, you'll still have plenty of fun with. And there's three. (laughs) <laughs> and then you'll go to, you'll, but here's the, here's the nice thing. If you go do watch them in order, one, two, three, four, because when you do, you will have a completely, totally new appreciation for part four. It, mm. It's the unsung hero that got things back on track, in my opinion. Yeah. But especially after part three, oh, you're going to go to part four and be like, this is fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe they rebounded after part three. But, a lot of people like that movie. A lot of people yeah. think it's the best one. I get in arguments with them all the time. I can't, I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yep. Well, I'll be reviewing those here in the coming weeks, more than likely. So you're going to go buy three or you have, I have, I have them all on voodoo now. I got them for like $2 a piece. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I've got every single fast and furious movie on voodoo. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm probably going to watch part eight 
uh, at some point here in the future, because that's the only one that, that's the one I've seen the least. I think that my, my favorite scene from all of these movies, at least from five on, would either be the actual theft of the big vault from part five or them, them, uh, taking the $3 million sports car from building to building to building in part seven. <laughs> That's uh, so great. What's funny about that scene is that, uh, what came before it was actually more ridiculous than them jumping building to building. And that was Vin Diesel just like, deadlifting the front of that car. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Was that seven? That six? was seven. Yeah, that was okay. seven. Uh, <sighs> and Ronda Rousey was terrible. She that. was bad. Yeah, oh. she was... That was... Mm, yeah. <laughs> Stick with the MMA stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, she but, can't even do that anymore. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but Gal Gadot's great in it, and uh, Jordana Brewster. I love the cast, and they're just, they all work so great together. Ludacris. I, do you, now, Hobbs and Shaw, are you going to go watch that with the wife? Oh, yeah. In fact, my wife was like, she's like, now, you're not going to go see that with Steve. She's like, I want to watch that with you in the theater. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, with my comments. I got comments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, just, at least in a theater, it's loud, and, you know, it's, um, uh, but so, there's certain movies where you just don't want you don't want it mystery science theatered and yeah I know what you mean I and I'm, I'm I curious, want to you, you do know that part nine started filming now yes excellent I'm curious where they're going to go with that because Roman was being kind of an ass about yeah, some all, things all uh, I saw, but but him but I don't think The Rock is going to be in any Fast and Furious anymore because oh. oh him and Vin Diesel don't get along at all oh man he's part of the family though nah uh, not anymore he's not. Because it pissed a couple people off that he's going off to make this Hobbs and Shaw movie. Yeah. I don't know why, but it, it did for whatever re- reason. So. So, wait, but, I mean, Vin Diesel is heavily involved in Fast and Furious, so obviously someone must have been okay with him doing this Hobbs and Shaw movie because it's Fast and Furious. Yeah, but he's not writing and directing these movies. He's just a star in them. Yeah. And so they spun Hobbs and Shaw off and it's like, fine, you guys go do your thing. And the fast and furious family family here. will just, we'll go do our, Kick it over here. And, now is uh, Jason Statham back for nine? I haven't heard. Okay. I kind of hope, I, I kind of hope not. Let's go in a different direction. Let's, let's do something else. I agree. Know? I agree. I, here's what I hope they don't do is it seems like they always try to make the bad guy, the good guy for the next movie. Just don't make Charlie's throne a, a good guy in the next one. Oh. I did hear she's back, and yeah. so is Just, Helen Marin. Because I mean, yeah, she was wanting to murder a baby. I'm like, she's bad. Keep her bad. She's not going to turn. She doesn't need to be a part of the family. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, well, and she killed his woman. So yes, right. So she's she, she has to be dealt with. Right. But you know, oh. who, you know who that actress is, by the way, that played a uh, his baby mama. Um, I that don't. Is uh, that's Thor's wife. In real life. What? Yeah. No shit. Well, that doesn't surprise me. They're both beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Man, hmm, I didn't mm. know that. Yeah. Is Gal Gadot, she's going to be back? Well, she died in six, so I highly doubt it. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the, the long runway. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, okay. And then now, nah, then Hans. Yep. Oh, Wow. I'm sure they're going to bring some some new one, some new person into the family. 
That would have been great in 8 if Han had been back in, and he's like, no, no, I'm Han's twin brother. Oh, yeah. Son. Well, you, you know what? It, it's <laughs> Han and Son. It would not surprise me at all if, if that would totally, you know, twin brothers and... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, now that, now that you've gone through them, was it 8? You got a little bit of a taste of uh, Tokyo Drift Guy? Oh, even for the few seconds he was in it, I'm... Yeah, I don't know what happened with Han. But, um, nope. Let's move on, folks. <laughs> oh, you got a whole movie of that coming up, oh, coming your way. Fuck. It's, oh. it's so bad. Uh. <laughs> now, actually, one more, one more thing. Could they actually bring this guy back? Like, because he's kind of sort of part of the family. Oh, they totally could. Oh. I oh. hope not, but they could roll him right in. Uh. Why? You know what? Have him in for a little bit just to get killed. I'd yep. be good with that. And then there—that's your reasoning for getting revenge on. But whatever, that moves yeah. the plot forward. Now I we gotta go okay steal, steal two hundred million dollars from this guy because yeah. he did that. Yeah, he took out. He took out. What was that guy's name again? He took out our family member. Your family member. Yeah. They can't remember his name because <laughs> <laughs> that guy. <laughs> We've spent so much time talking about Fast and Furious movies on our show. I mean, we might as well just be the Fast and Furious podcast. <laughs> I'm okay with that. They're great. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and if you don't agree with us, go rewatch the whole series again. You'll, you'll yep. come around. Yep. <laughs> okay, let's do Coming Soon and wrap up. Okay. Uh, coming Soon for me is my usual plethora of VHS tapes, and I'm trying to play some video games again, and uh, trying to get some shit off my queue on Netflix. And yeah, no specifics there, because meh. I just, it's pretty random day to day what I end up watching. I don't have a plan, because every time I set a plan, like I did in the last couple weeks, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch The Deer Hunter. And then I'm like, oh, isn't that fucking depressing? Mm-hmm. Like three hours, and I'm like, eh. So I'm not going to make a plan, I'm just going to watch shit. We'll see what happens. Any theater trips in your near future, or no? Well, I do have a Cinemark gift card that I got from Missy, thank you, yeah. for my birthday. And I've been meaning to use it up some way, somehow, but I've been busy at work, and me and the wife hasn't had much time to get out and do that kind of stuff. And uh, So sometime? I don't know. Here, uh, two weeks from now, I'm renovating my kitchen, so that'll be fun. Good lord. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait for it to be done, though. It's got a, the dogs have destroyed that carpet in there. There shouldn't be carpet in there, but the people that own the house, don't even get me started on this fucking house, but... The dogs have declared war on that carpet, and it's just a disaster. They're winning. Oh, oh, it's so bad. I, I, they're shitting on it. They're vomiting on it. They're pissing oh, on man. it. It's just, it's, a, it's destroyed, and it's been destroyed for a while. But she's like, "When can we get this floor done?" And I'm just like, "Oh my god, I, uh, there's two days." <laughs> While we're at it, why don't we change all the lights? She's good. There's another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and by another day, you mean a Saturday and or a Sunday. Oh, this is going to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday cleanup. Is what it, I'm going to take a day off work to to do this with my dad. Oof. Okay. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. And for me, uh, I actually finished up the uh, Rain Fart. What the hell is the movie? Denzel Washington. The not the Equator. Equalizer Two. Equalizer. I'm like the Equator Part Two. The Equ- wait, you finished that up? Yeah. I'd kind of like to hear that. Oh, oh, okay. I can we're, quick review it. Uh, we got time. We're, t- okay. we're not across hour 30 yet. Okay. Um, I thought it was great. That was 
that last 30 minutes where they're stuck in the hurricane and it turns into just brutality. Oh, so good. So good. Some review, I, by the way, I, I, I always like to hop onto IMDb and just see what the riffraff is saying about movies. And this one got a lot of negativity about, oh, it's too long. It's too long. Like, like the first hour is, you know, him driving around as a lift driver. I'm like, nah, I liked it all. I, I can watch him driving, driving people's asses all over the place for two hours. It's, he's just cool. He just kind of, just kind of glances up in his rear view mirror when he knows shit's going down and, Oh, he's such a badass. It doesn't matter how old he's, I mean, he's getting older, but Denzel Washington is a great actor and I love him in this role. I, I haven't seen the first one in a little while, so I'm not sure which one I like better, but man, part two, that was a big thumbs up. I quite liked that movie. And especially when, I mean, I, they just kill the shit out of people in this thing. Yep. And I love that it was set in the hurricane. I thought that was something I hadn't really seen before. Uh, the final act. I know we had Hurricane Heist and other movies that are, you know, hard rain. Yeah. But uh, for it, uh, just a straight up action movie to then derail into that. Uh, great scenes in that movie. Oh, when he <laughs> when he tells uh, that whole group of military guys that he's going to kill them all. Oh, yeah. And then goes and gets in the car with his the guy's wife. Holding his daughter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, he's yeah. like, my, he, I think he said something like, my only regret is that I can't, I can only do it once. I can only yeah. kill you bastards once. I'm like, oh, that's mean. And then the other thing I really liked was, uh, the, the setup with the fan and the flower. And then it just, oh, yes. Blows the dick out of them. And I, when I saw that, I was like, you know, I saw that in a John Woo movie once. Oh. I, I, is that true? So I went and looked it up. Yes. It, according to the internets, that is true. When flour is dispersed throughout an atmosphere, it becomes explosive. Mm, I didn't know that. I didn't either. It's weird. But if you have flour f- flying through the air and you add flame, kaboom. No shit. I didn't. Uh, here's the thing. Even that scene there where he walks in, he just he's just so damn confident. He walks into the room, barely even looks at the at the bags of flour. He just gets his knife out and just as he's walking casually, slip, 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 like... Oh, he knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. And fans go on. I'm like, what? And then boom. And then, of course, that guy that, like, they don't, like I said, they, they kill the shit out of the people. So we actually see what happens to the one guy that they, that was in the explosion. Guts hanging out, big hole in his chest. I'm like, oh, so good. So yep. good. The, uh, I immediately also- went and rewatched part one after I saw part two. And I think I like part two a little better. Oh, really? Yeah. I, remember- I liked part one a lot more the second time around. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll give that one a rewatch now after, after this one. But that was a, uh, I, I don't wanna say I was surprised at how much I liked it, just because I liked the first one, but it was, I was never bored. It was really good. And I'm glad that, uh, I watched half of it last night and then the other half this morning. And we had to finish up Fast, uh, Fast and Furious 8. And so my wife came down and she watched just a little bit of it. And I'm like, nah, stop off. Let's move on to Fate of the Furious now. And my interruption is here. Okay. Just give me a minute, then we'll be coming soon to wrap up. All right. Hey, you know, while he's gone, I'm going to sneak in another another review because I'm a sneaky bastard. Uh, 1988's Picasso Trigger from Andy Sedaris. And Andy Sedaris, he's the guy that uh, in the uh, late 70s, all through the 80s, and then into the 90s, he made those, oh, like the VHS... Boxes with the scantily clad women and a hunky dude holding a gun. Uh, 
the oh the titles are just great. Uh, Seven was Seven was a movie from 1979, which I reviewed on this show. That was like the best of the bunch. But then there's Malibu Express, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Picasso Trigger, Savage Beach, Guns, Do or Die, Hard Hunted, Fit to Kill. Uh, but um, these are being trickled out on the Blu-ray, and I'm buying them. This one here is uh, it's just actually pretty entertaining. You know what to expect with these because there's like every woman looks to have had a boob job to me. Maybe not, but it's however the quickest way for them to get out of clothes. That's pretty much the movie and including the guys, the stories are, there's almost always, they almost always take place in Hawaii. A lot of these revolve around this team called the lethal team. And they're hunting down these drug king pins and, and Picasso trigger is, I think the second best movie I've seen from Andy Sidaris. The best one being that seven movie, but eh, this one has it all. This is, the uh, double crossing and fake looking airplanes flying in the air. Uh, just buxom blonde women taking their clothes off all the time. And the dudes with the big muscles and the machine guns and, uh, it's something else. All right. Um, but yeah, I, this, I like that the, uh, the, one of the stars in the movie is Steve Bond, because this is totally a James Bond ripoff, but Steve Bond is in this, so. Steve Bond. Thank you very much. Uh, what else? Um, every, you know, uh, with all these movies, when I'm watching them, I'm like, okay, well, when's the lesbian scene? Because it's just everything about these movies. When you look at the cover and then you hit play, you're like, well, <laughs> this is gonna be, this is Skinamax. Where's the, where's the lesbian scene? And there just, there never is. So I'm still holding out hope that we're going to get one of those in this movie, but I mean, they sure, they sure like to take showers either together or, but they like, go for it. Just em, embrace that, that pent up, you know, covert operative heat that you're, uh, you need that. Let it out. Um, anyway, good stuff. And he's back. Missed call. I've got three fake phone calls today already. It's not even 10.15. When you say fake, you mean like, uh... Oh, they call you up and say, oh, this is the IRS, and you owe us oh. money, or, or yeah. uh, uh... This is... Hello, sir, we are calling from Microsoft to tell you that your account has been... Yeah. Blah, 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 you need to call us immediately. I'm like, nope. No, no, I don't. Yep. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, did you... You did coming soon? No, I did not. No. Always... Oh, okay. <laughs> I was reviewing a movie. Oh, something, something, some amazing vinegar syndrome, right? Oh, close, close. You'll, you'll hear it. It's oh, great. Yeah, you can either keep it or pitch it. I don't, meh, tits and whatever. You know the drill. <laughs> uh, what else? Okay, um, so Steve and I are going to go watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this Saturday. Yay! And I might actually try to uh, with my other, my other mandate. We're going to try and watch. A, um, that Lucas Passan movie is playing at the Dollar Theater here in Canton, so we might go try and watch Anna. Oh, that looks sweet. Uh, did yeah. you say Lucas Passan? Shit, I did. Yeah. Let's just roll with it. Lucas Passan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that is his full name. Who knows? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> why the hell did I, well, anyway, yeah. Because <laughs> you have a kid named Lucas, that's why. Yes. Uh, but I'm, we're going to try and watch that, and, um... Oh, there's a couple other movies that I'm getting. Oh, I'm actually, speaking of John Woo, I'm actually going to be getting a John Woo movie in, from a friend of mine. 
and I want to get the title right because uh, you may have, you may have seen it. It is called. It's one of his earliest movies. Here, no wait, son of a bitch. Ah, good entertainment here. Um, it's a war movie. Uh, damn it. Not bullet in the head. Heroes shed no tears. Is that it? Have, does that sound familiar to you? It sounds like a war movie, but anyway, yeah. Now, now I'm embarrassed. I don't know the title. <laughs> and I Hold bought on. it. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to go look at his filmography because I want to see if I can remember the title of that one where the that I was talking about. Uh, I love that IMDb has all Chinese titles here. That's great. That's real helpful. I think a better tomorrow was the one that I saw where they blew up a flower factory. Okay. And Heroes Shed No Tears is indeed the movie that I'm getting. Okay. So. The Killer. I'm just going down. Hard Boiled is one of the greatest action movies of all time. Yes, I would No, I think it was Once a Thief. I think that was the one. Once a Thief? I think so. I think you've watched more John Woo movies than I have. Probably. But yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm, yeah, Heroes Shed No Tears, I'm watching that, and a, uh, a slasher movie from the early 90s called Chill Factor from Arrow, which I am 95% sure will suck, and I will maybe sell it on eBay. Maybe. I'm we'll looking see. at his top, John Woo's top credit here. It's a movie called The Killer, the long-awaited English-language remake of John Woo's revered 1989 heroic bloodshed masterpiece The Killer. Directed by John Woo. Starring Le- Peta Nyong. Alrighty. Hmm. Ah, whatever. I like John Woo. Yeah, I don't me know too. why that when it got to the late 90s or so. Hmm. Let me see here. Where, when did he get bad and weird? He did the Amazing 3D one uh, from a couple years ago, right? Was that John Woo? Amazing 3D what? I have a feeling that's not the right... Uh... I'd say Mission Impossible 2 is when he started to get bad. So 2000s. He made it through the 90s pretty well. Face off. Who was the director that made the Life of Pi? Wasn't that John Woo? No, no, no. That was, um... Ang Lee. There you go. Ang yeah, Lee, okay. yeah. I do get them mixed up sometimes. Their yeah. works. But Ang Lee did the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. There we go. Lifetime Pass. Did you ever see, like, Brokeback Mountain? He did that? No, I have not seen that. You have, right? No. Okay, now one of us should watch that. Yeah, at some point. Billy Lynn's long-time halftime walker, whatever the hell. Oh, man, I just... That, nothing about that looked good, and I feel bad even saying that because of the subject matter, but... Ugh. I, I, I agree. This Gemini Man, you, did you see that trailer? Ang Lee? Uh, with young Will Smith and old Will Smith? Oh, yeah. Now that looks pretty good. That looks okay. That could be something. Anytime Will Smith's shooting shit, that, that might be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that might be good. He's kind of on a resurgence with Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, and, when's that coming out? Oh, I don't know. Is it next summer? That feels like a summer, like a next summer type movie. Yeah. And with Aladdin being the huge hit that it is, that he's a little bit kind of back in the spotlight. Oh, happy birthday, Summer Glow! I guess. What? <laughs> oh, are we doing that? Are we? Gonna- <laughs> no, no, we're not. We gotta, we gotta, we're, we gotta. <laughs> we're going down that road, that's, are we? <laughs> that's how bad it is right now. <laughs> no, we're 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 pushing hour forty five again. I like oh, the show to be an hour twenty for fuck's oh, sake, just, uh, and it just goes on and on and on. Yep, <laughs> yipper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anything else you'd like to add for this episode? That should do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you next week. All right. See ya. Bye. 
for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.